Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Merry Christmas, King. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas Day has come and went. It has indeed. And this is the uh, the soft underbelly between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, the point where I've stupidly decided to work, because I have to. Oh, you haven't. And... Uh, yeah, because I'm super busy, and uh, I regret every minute of it. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I booked all this time off. Oh, so well, fantastic! I I'm really pleased for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, this is the Week 16 recap show. It is. Yeah. We're a day late, but certainly not a dollar short. No. There's loads to talk about uh, in the penultimate week before the playoffs uh, begin. For sure. So, let's get through some games, shall we, King? And I'm sure we're going to hit some story points on the way. I hope so. Uh, let's start with the first game I've got here, and that's the Indianapolis Colts going to the Baltimore Ravens, uh-huh. where the Ravens have to kind of win out the last few weeks to get into the playoffs, and they seem to be doing it. They won 23 points to 16, and they've actually won five out of the last six games following a four and five start. Yeah, they're on a bit of a rolly roll. Bit of a roll. I think that's why I picked them. Yeah, another two touchdowns for Joe Flacco, no interceptions, and uh, yeah, Frank Gore, 86 scrimmage yards, one receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, it's the defense that get all the plaudits, doesn't isn't it, for uh, the Baltimore Ravens? CJ Mosley had six tackles, two for a loss, and a pass deflection. So uh, he's a Pro Bowler again this year, isn't he? Again, mm-hmm. yeah. So they've just done the Pro Bowl announcements. Obviously, Harrison Smith didn't get in, but CJ Mosley does. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, pains me. Mosley's a good player. That's not a dig at Mosley. No, it's not a dig at Mosley. Harrison Smith's been the best safety in the game this year. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be bothered about the Pro Bowl anyway. I mean, it's a complete joke now. Yeah, but it's counts just towards, a stat at the end of your career, isn't it? I suppose. Well, it helps towards Hall of Fame voting. Bearing in mind, for four or five years, Harrison Smith's been the best, or one of the top three safeties in the league. He he could potentially be in that conversation when it's all said and done, especially if the Vikings win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Just need to say, though, I mean, it was a relatively close game. I mean, it was twenty three sixteen when Anthony Walker blocked a Ravens punt that gave the Colts the ball at the Baltimore twenty seven with two thirty six left. And then Indy moved all the way down to the 10-yard line before a third down sack and a fourth down incompletion ended the comeback bid. So, yeah. it was a bit of a squeak. It was a bit of a squeak, actually. It was a good game. Mm. It was, um, you know, I didn't expect it to be, frankly, but <laughs> it was relatively exciting. We're not going to spend any more time talking about this game, by the way. No, so. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really have a lot to say about it, to be frank. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Colts are a complete shell of a team, aren't they? So Yeah, it's disappointing, really. Mm. Let's go on to then an NFC North battle between the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. And yep. Minnesota walked into Green Bay and shut them out. 16 to 0. Oh no. Indeed. Let's talk about Harrison Smith then. Two interceptions in the game, <laughs> eight tackles, six solo tackles, one tackle for loss, and the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want you in our Pro Bowl, Harrison. He's Smith. been so he's been so consistent as well throughout the season. Mm-hmm. It's um it's a real shame because he's, I think he's the best player they've got on defense. Yeah, um, you know, Linville Joseph's probably got something to say to me about that, but yeah. I th- I personally think Smith's Smith's the best player they've got on defense. Mm. Well, yeah, on, Trey Wayne's got a sack as well. It's nice yeah. to see. But how can you be the best player on defense for the best defense in the league? Or one of the top few be- defenses in the league, and not be at the Pro Bowl makes no sense to me. But I'm not Harrison, sure, man. <laughs> Harrison Smith had a beast of a game. He was fantastic. 
Yes, he did. Kenny Clark got two interceptions as well, so that's pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Fackrell got an interception for Green Bay. Um, yeah, apart from that, I mean, this wasn't a great game for the purists. There was only uh, 130 yards passing for Hundley, 139 passing for Keenum. Uh, it's just the two interceptions for Hundley and none for Case Keenum. Yeah, it killed the game, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The stats are actually strangely similar, despite the t- uh, you know, apart from the turnovers, as you mentioned. Mm. And the running game as well, obviously. Latavius Murray did 75 scrimmage yards. Jarek McKinnon, 51 scrimmage yards. Um, but there was only three yards of offense difference between the two teams at the end of the game. Yeah. No, I know, which is crazy. Which is crazy. The, other, the problem for Green Bay as well were there were six penalties. They gave up 79 yards on penalties. Yeah. Whereas Minnesota gave up 10 yards over two penalties. It was a game to be won if, if the Packers had their full sort of starting contingent because... Both teams had exactly the same third down percentage as well, with twenty six point seven percent. So <laughs> throwing stats n- at me now. Neither team, neither <laughs> team was, um, you know, dominant. Frankly, it was just the fact that the Vikings are more talented and clinical when it come when it came down to it, and had better playmakers. You know, we mentioned Smith. Yeah, I don't remember the ga- other guy's well, name who uh, who had the two interceptions. Frank uh, Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Yeah. Well, when you look at Green Bay and their two best receivers were Michael Clark and Lance Kendricks doing thirty six yards each. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, where's uh, Randall Cobb gone again? I, I mean, Defonta Adams was out with a uh, concussion. He was, yeah. But Jordan Nelson was there, and Randall Cobb. They're on the field, but uh, Brett Hundley doesn't see them. No, he doesn't. This is the problem. Because Jordy Nelson was having a fantastic start to the season with Rodgers. He hey, was Rog. averaging about two touchdowns a game for the, throughout the first three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, he just can't get the ball. So I no. don't think it's necessarily a receiver issue. I think at the moment they've just got, you know, below par quarterback play yeah this is the first shout out for the Vikings since a 13-0 win over Detroit in 1993 wow yeah. <laughs> which is shocking because they've had some good defences over the years and it was the first shout out over the Packers since November 1971 alright oh, I remember that so one. it's been a long time oh, yeah. it's been a long time <laughs> since Minnesota really did any shout outs but uh, well done to them that's obviously a statement marker yeah although there was some Green booing. Bay were there for the, <laughs> the taking there was some booing at Lambeau as well which is Ooh. rare Oh, which is rare. But they have. What had... does Packer Tim call it? Like the sixteen inches of heaven or something? Where they sit on that bench? I don't know. It's something like that. They sit on the bench, and they, there's something about that. I can't remember exactly how how wide it is. It must be quite wide for people that live in Green Bay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, freezing cold bench, and they make it sound like it's a good thing. Yeah, I didn't like the booing personally because you know, to be fair, they've been. There's been an embarrassment of riches at quarterback over the last <laughs> 20 yeah. years. Cry me a river, Green Bay Sorry, fans. you've had a few weeks <laughs> with a bad one, yeah. Forgive me for that. <laughs> Let's move on, shall mm-hmm. we? Let's go on to New England, who had Buffalo come into their house. Uh, New England won the game 37-16. to 16. But uh, I need to ask you a question, King. Okay. When is a touchdown not a touchdown? If you don't. Hold the ball while they threw the catch? It's just when it's against the Patriots, isn't it? Oh, okay. I don't know. This is the third time this season (laughs) (laughs) a person has caught a ball in the end zone and uh, it's been overturned. All right, we'll give them the touchdown then. I'd like to give them the touchdown. All right, so it's (laughs) 23-37. This was a crucial point in the game. come off it. King, this is the crucial point in the game. It was 13-10 at the time. I've even given them the extra point. Look, they were in a position to take the lead. It was a four-yard touchdown pass to Kelvin Benjamin. The officials ruled it as a touchdown. It goes back to New York, and they make an overturn on the call. Yeah. 
That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. If it goes to New York, when when there's reviews, there ca- there cannot be errors. I'm, I'm, you know that mm-hmm. that cannot be the case when there's refer. Um, they refer it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't agree with that. Either Colin way, surprise. Either way, the Patriots are going to win that game. <laughs> Stop making. You don't know like, that. Oh you don't God. know it. It could have been the other way around. The no. Sean McCoy, 147 scrimmage yards in the game. Just mm-hmm. just doing everything right, Deshaun. Apart from scoring touchdowns, he's had a fantastic year. Uh, you had Jordan Poyer with a pick six for Buffalo. That was Brady's eighth interception of the season. He threw two picks in the first ten weeks, but now has six in his last five games. Yeah, so yeah that's encouraging. Well, it's encouraging. He's not a Patriot fan. It's it's encouraging. But if you offered any quarterback in the league eight interceptions for the season, <laughs> how many of them are going to say no to that? I'm just saying six in the last five games. I don't think many that people is take that. a very good stat. But eight in a season. Yeah. <laughs> Most quarterbacks are going to take it. Yeah, two in ten weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So um, no, he's had a. Yeah, he has. Um, it's it's not really like him to be fair. So uh, mm. could be um, could be the start of his eventual decline. Bit. <laughs> I don't think so. I told you, his, I think his secret on the sofa is for anything. That I, can... <laughs> I think his secret's the old Brazilian supermodel. So. I don't think he touches that. Um, let's have a look then at some more good things for New England. First of all, Dion Lewis, 153 scoring yards, one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown mm-hmm. on the game. Uh, you have Mike Gillisley come in just to rub it in for Buffalo, 43 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. Rob Gronkowski doing 67 yards and a ridiculous catch in so the good. end zone. So good. Did you see his interview after the game as well? Uh, no. On the podium where they said, in the last eight years, you've won the division. Mm. Um, and been oh, top, this when and get... been top or I think it was top you've always had a bye week in the playoffs yeah. and he went I don't know if you've done the maths but I've been here 8 years <laughs> <laughs> I do remember reading something about how he was born near Buffalo and he always takes it a bit personally that they didn't try and draft him yeah he's from yeah his whole yeah, family but just outside Buffalo yeah. and uh, yeah he wanted to go to Buffalo yeah I'm so. talking about the fact that they tried saying that he was part of the dynasty and he went have you not done the maths I've, I've been here 8 years Maybe yeah. I'm the reason. More good news for New England on the defensive side. Two and a half sacks for Marquise Flowers, one and a half for Dietrich Wise, one for Malcolm Brown and one for Malcolm Butler. Mm. So they got to Tyrod, who's a little bit of a, a sneaky, slippery quarterback. Yeah, they always do this. They play terrible defense at the start of the year because, what is it, Dan Patricia? <laughs> Matt Patricia? Matt Patricia, I can remember his name. Just Patricia. Something Patricia. That's how it likes to be called. Pencil in the ear guy. Yeah. With the beard. Huge beard, yeah. He, um... He always tries to be really creative at the start of the season. I feel like he works on all these things in the off season, <laughs> and Belichick just lets him do it because he's yeah. just bored. And then it gets to about week six, and he goes, "We're getting smashed. We're lucky we've got Brady and everyone else firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. We're a couple of injuries away from, well, based on the last few years, absolutely no difference at all. We'll still keep winning games, but that's not always going to be the case." And he just tells him, "Look, simplify it. Rush this. Do the occasional blitz, and uh, we're going to be fine." Yeah. <laughs> Try not to think too much. Yeah. Don't do you. Do me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once uh, Belichick gets the point across every year, they seem to then defensively really pick up towards the playoffs. And they're not known for their defense. They're never statistically in the top five or anything like that. But when no. it comes to the playoffs, they're always one of the more frightening t- defenses to play against. They're solid, aren't they? As a result, Buffalo were 0 for 4 on red zone trips. New England were four for six on red zone drifts. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the only good news really for Buffalo on defense was that Carl Williams and Jerry Hughes got a sack on Brady. Yes. So, just chopping down that redwood piece at a time. Yeah, that Williams one was good as well. That was a red yeah. zone sack, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Both mm-hmm. of those teams obviously are vying for the playoffs. One's in, 
and Buffalo have still got a chance of getting into playoffs. Okay. So, uh, let's go to Washington, mm-hmm. where Denver were in town, uh, but the Redskins were never in trouble in this game. They won 27 points to 11. Weird score. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, 74 scrimmage yards. CJ Anderson had a good game, 133 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. Devontae Booker had 71 scrimmage yards as well, so uh, quite a bit of running. Uh, Brock threw an interception and no touchdowns. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw three touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, they missed. They were missing Lattimore and Sanders though in this game, weren't they? Yes, they were. That that hurt them. Um, both Brock and Devontae Booker lost fumbles in this game, which really kind of turned any any hopes they had of getting into it. Yeah, it's a shame to see Brock Osweiler being Brock Osweiler because he looked <laughs> he looked more like Case Keenum last game. Yeah, it looked all right, didn't he? Looked he? Good, yeah. yeah, against the, the Colts, gunslinger. <laughs> But yeah, this time, but against the middle of the road uh, Redskins team, not so good. No, Ryan Kerrigan had himself a game. Mm. Yeah, and Preston Smith, they both had two sacks. Mm. Yeah, and uh, third year linebacker Zach Vigil got 14 tackles in the game as well, and recovered one of the fumbles. Yes. Yeah. So a good game for him as well. It was a good game. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird week really, because the scores look make the games look like they're reasonably entertaining. This was okay, mm-hmm. but it was a busted coverage for Doxon's long touchdown. Yeah. Um, there was no real sort of key plays, I didn't think. It's not like the Gronk thing where there's an amazing catch, despite no. us knowing that that was going to be the score. I think we most people knew that the Redskins were going to beat the Broncos based on mm. how they've played so far and with Osweiler starting. And well, like I said, you had a good game last week, but uh, I, did. Liked, I did like the DJ Swearinger interception, actually. Okay. Yeah. He seemed to move quite quickly to intercept that route and uh, and get the pick on Brock. Yeah, so that was quite good for him. Yeah, played it very well. But other than that, yeah, it's a relative, it's a nothing game. Two teams not doing anything. Yep. The rest of the season. The, the most exciting thing about that game is what is what the Redskins going to do with Cousins next year. See, I think personally, he's kind of perfect where he is. Yeah, because they're also talking about Gruden and whether he'll still be there. I don't know why. Season, but why would you get rid of Gruden? Why would you get rid of Cousins? They've been one of the toughest teams to beat this season, and they are a field goal well, here, a field goal there from from winning, yeah. from having being in the playoffs. Frankly, they're um, they're playing in playing the toughest division or one of the toughest divisions in the league. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know why you get rid of a, a young coach who actually is has drafted well, has brought in the right players, got some exciting receivers, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the good the stat for the Redskins was that they came 78 seconds away from not allowing a touchdown for a second consecutive game. And that would have been the first time since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. Yeah. Because last week the Cards only scored field goals against them. So yeah. they were so close to uh, shutting out touchdowns yeah, yeah. for two straight weeks. So there you go. And he's an offensive mind as well, Gruden. So the fact he's yeah. focused that much on defence, they made some key acquisitions. And they Josh had Norman, some very solid defensive players. Yeah, and Kerrigan's really underrated. Yes. Yeah. But let's move on, mm-hmm. because we have to move on from those two teams. Uh, let's go to Chicago, another two teams that are doing absolutely nothing for us this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played the Cleveland Browns, and Chicago won 20 points to three. Yes. <laughs> um, no touchdowns in the game uh, for Trubisky or Deshaun Kaiser through the air, uh, but Deshaun did throw two interceptions. Um, they were caught by Bryce Callahan and Carl Fuller, respectively. Other than that, it wasn't a great game. No, um, Garrett had a sack, which is good. Yes. He actually had a run back, but they got uh, 
caught, got wiped off. Mm. So he was going to score a touchdown. It's nice to see him make some plays. I know he's been plagued by injury this season, so I don't. I don't think this is a true reflection on what he can do. Yeah. I think he uh, he was fully healthy when he played his first game, and I think that was probably the best indication of of, of what we can see. And I think he's been dinged up the rest of the year, mm-hmm. um, and he got two sacks in his first game. I think he's he's that kind of talent. Yeah. Um, so that's positive for them that he, in theory, will come back healthy next year. Same as with Fowler with the um, with the Jags. You know, miss ultimately missed most of his well missed all of his first season, mm-hmm. his rookie year. Um, but then the following season, I know he doesn't have major stats compared to other people in the team, but he's plugging that end. He's creating double teams and allowing the likes of Claire's Campbell, um, Malik Jackson to to come free. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's the that's the kind of thing that Garrett will do. The bigger thing in this is what they're going to do at quarterback because I'm not being funny. Tr- Trubisky doesn't look amazing. Yeah. And the stats aren't dissimilar from a yardage standpoint, but that's nope. he's more accurate. He's more accurate than Kaiser, who's yeah. also a rookie. Sorry, yeah, so yeah. it's quite good to make this comparison because they're both rookies mm-hmm. on bad teams. Yeah, with no receivers except the Browns have now got Gordon back. Yeah, so Trubisky is more accurate, free for slightly more yards, but doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't tend to throw interceptions, which I've been impressed with, and that's a promising sign from from a Bears perspective. The, the other thing for for Trubisky over Kaiser has been that um, Kaiser was named the Week One starter, mm-hmm. but has been pulled in and out of that team. Yeah, yeah. So it's between him and uh, Proc was in there. Well, and Kenan Clemens and yep. someone else was in there. You know, it's been three different quarterbacks yeah, through the season. Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. That's it. Yep. And uh, there's been no confidence put into Deshaun Kaiser in no. that respect. On the other side, you've got Mitch Trubisky, who was moved up in the draft to get, mm-hmm. um, and had beaten out a terrible Mike Lennon performance after about three weeks or so. Yeah. And they put their full faith into him. So there's a massive difference there yeah. between putting your backing on that quarterback and yep. then going, well, if I throw three interceptions this game, I'm not going to play next week. Yeah, yeah. Trubisky didn't have that. He had... Well, it's clear that Glennon's kind of imploded. So there was no one really pushing Trubisky. We to all knew Trubisky spot. was going to start as well at some well, point. Well, yeah, they had to if they moved yeah. up to get him to two. Yeah, definitely. So like, I think it's not been easy for Kaiser. At the same time, you're probably right. He's he's not as accurate as he's Trubisky. He's not good enough. I don't think he's good. He, it's, probably not. The accuracy probably is the main point. I think the point you've made is is the main one to, to go to. Yeah. He makes poor decisions and he just not, he's not accurate enough. And again, this, this game as well, this was a game that Cleveland could have won. Mm-hmm. But they made stupid mistakes. They're fumbling in the end zone. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're making the wrong decision at the wrong time, and it's it's killing them. Yeah, Absolutely throws, a, killing throws them. a bonehead interception as they're entering the red zone. Yeah, what was he doing? I know you want to throw up to your best player. Mm-hmm. He's aiming at Gordon, but he massively overthrew that. Yeah, you put it in a point where he can either high ball it or knock it away if he can't quite reach it. Don't overthrow your receiver. No, just a silly play. So anyway, they got the first overall pick. I d- this game is quite boring. I don't really want to talk about this game. Okay. I want to talk about what we do, what the Browns are going to do next. Well, yeah, I want to talk about Josh Rosen. What, saying that he doesn't want to play for Cleveland? Yeah, what do you think about that? I don't agree with it. No, me neither. Uh, we put out a tweet, actually, earlier this week. Awesome. Saying, because there's been a couple of articles now. I didn't buy on the first one, mm-hmm. saying that oh, he, he might not want to play. He might want to not uh, declare. He won't declare, yeah. And the second one was that he definitely didn't want to play for Cleveland. Yeah. Now, at that one... Post it up saying that you don't want to. You know, that's a trash, a trash attitude for a quarterback. Yep. Um, 
as far as I'm concerned, you go into the team to make them better. Mm-hmm. And if you're good enough, look at Cam Newton as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Goes into a team that are nothing, never been anything, the yeah. Carolina Panthers, really. Yeah. And within five years, they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you're good enough, you can do that to a team. Even Cleveland. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and Cleveland have got some pieces now. Yeah. They've got some pieces. And they've got a good GM for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. John agree. Dorsey has got some pedigree. He does, yeah. So I'm excited to see what he does in the draft with so many picks. Yep. Still. Two in the top for, five. Yeah. So for someone like Josh Rosen to come out and say, I don't want to play there. Mm-hmm. I'd rather play somewhere else. Like what? New England's going to come in for you or what? Well, they're not going to go there. He's going to... It's just going to be the next man up. So what? Is it the two. Jets? He's going to go two, isn't he? Yeah, but then some other team's going to move up for you who's not very good. Yeah. You know, who needs a, a quarterback. So mm-hmm. don't turn your nose up at Cleveland. Yeah. And then, of course, there's someone on Twitter who is um, a podcaster for not us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Some other British podcast who I don't listen to. Said anyone who had the opinion that he uh, he shouldn't be able to pick and choose who he went for um, was completely wrong and was not very classy about uh, how they put it. What about us? Well, not us. Well, it, it, they didn't put our names on it, but might as well have done. For uh, <laughs> oh, okay, there's there's a time. Look, football's a game of opinions. All right, for sure. And you can either think that if you fair play, if you want that kind of player on your team, after he said he won't play for a different one, then best of luck to you. There are three. That's not how I want to do it. No, and, uh, I, I I personally don't like it at all. But don't but don't say the things you say on Twitter. Like you know, you're all high and mighty, and that your opinion's the only one that counts. Because we got, got beat. Frankly, yeah. Am I going to have to go on Twitter? Am I going to have to go on Twitter? You might have to. All right. Because frankly, this guy was bang out of order. Okay. He didn't stay classy. We haven't, we haven't replied to it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to tell you who it was that wrote it. Oh, my. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's just a classless move by a podcaster for a rival podcast. Okay. Because well. I don't understand how you can have, have that opinion that you, someone shouldn't be annoyed that you're not going to uh, go where you're picked. Well, you go that- where you're picked... A league is, is built on 32 teams. You're as strong as the weakest link. And if you're the best quarterback in the in the class, yep. you should be able to go to any of those franchises, even Cleveland, and actually make it better. Yeah. I, I don't have an issue with him thinking that or even having those conversations behind yeah. closed doors. If he doesn't want to move to Cleveland, he doesn't want to move to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't actually mind it, but don't, don't vocalise it. To be yeah. fair, though, in this guy's defence, and I'm going to defend him here because he probably doesn't know this. Right. Is there has been precedent set. So there's three people I can think of immediately. Mm-hmm. One is Bo Jackson, Hall yeah. of Famer, or should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Is a Hall of Famer? No, he should be. <laughs> I don't think he is. Two, John Elway. Mm-hmm. And three, Eli Manning. Yeah. So it has happened before, and three, all three, or, well, one definitely, the other one probably, and Bo Jackson should be in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So there's three of those who are going to be Hall of Famers. Yeah. Are or will be Hall of Famers. So... There is precedent set by very good players. But, but there are different enough... reasons of why they didn't want to go to those teams. It's no. not just, oh, I don't like them. No, but but Eli Manning could be selective because, and other teams could be, you know, weren't too too worried. Obviously, we ended up picking, Chargers ended up picking Man- Manning and trading him for Philip Rivers, who's mm-hmm. been a perennial Pro Bowl quarterback. There was also Ben Roethlisberger in that draft. Yep. There was an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. But Eli Manning was the consensus number one at that point. Rosen's not that. Like, he's making a massive assumption that he's going to get taken by the Browns. Yeah, they got yeah. two in the first five, but Darnold's there. Allen's threw four, in, um, four touchdowns in his first quarter 
of yeah. his bowl game last week. You got Heisman winner Baker Mayfield in there as well. Yeah, Mayfield's there. I, I don't necessarily think he's in that class. I think he's a really good deep ball thrower. His upside might be bigger. His upside might be bigger. You're absolutely right. He um he could be Russell Wilson, that athletic, yeah. slightly undersized quarterback. Yeah, but that to me shows that he also is there's an arrogance to him that I think slightly deluded yes, I want right. somebody who's a that's bit more what humble. I'm worried about with Josh Rosen now is yeah. that you think you're going to be you know you're better than the Browns yeah. or something yeah, straight yeah. away but Bo Jackson knew he was going to be the number one pick he was the best running <laughs> yeah. back ever uh, well at that point everyone thought he was the best running back ever in college football mm-hmm. and running was the biggest thing in those days Eli Manning was the consensus number one pick John Elway was the best quarterback anyone had ever seen going into the draft until Andrew Luck came along. Yeah. They all knew they were going number one. All of them. All of them. And Bo Jackson did it because he was taken out of college, which meant that he forfeit... Um, they took him on a trip to Tampa, which meant he forfeited playing baseball, which he loved. Yeah. And he well, said exactly, to Tampa, so do not take me. Yeah. Because you stitched me up here and I don't want to play for a team that is... is you've lied to me and said that I will be eligible. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand his. Elway just didn't want to play for the Colts. <laughs> just didn't want to play for the Colts said don't sign me I'll go and play but baseball that's weird but the Colts both... have got pedigree yeah I know but he was, he'd was he been drafted I think by the Yankees so he, he could have gone and played professional baseball yeah Bo Jackson did go and play professional baseball was one of only a couple of players to be an all-star in both sports mm-hmm. like these guys had other options he's going to go back to UCLA let's say he has a situation where he gets injured or he has a really bad bad year like Kaiser did yeah or Jake Locker did or um, Ollie Barkley did at USC. Yeah. And suddenly he's a second round pick and he's cost himself four, five, six million. Forget everything else. Forget he doesn't want to live in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Serve out your rookie contract and become a free agent. Yeah. It's four years. But you're losing money as well. Because mm-hmm. well, in theory, he could lose money. And Hugh Jackson's actually quite a good offensive coordinator. Well, offensive coach. He always the not quarterback guru, isn't he? Yeah, you ask Andy Dalton if he was good for him or not. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, Andy Dalton's Dalton fallen would, off a cliff since yeah, he's left. Yeah, would someone for having two Jackson back in yeah, his building. Absolutely. absolutely. So, look, again, I don't mind the opinion if it's different. I think you're wrong, but just stay classy, all right, out there, guys. Just stay classy out there. <laughs> or we, don't, or don't, because we'll embrace it. Yeah, exactly. We'll take all your, your listeners and readers. So, Jim will uh, get me on Twitter if you keep, keep that. <laughs> Awesome. Let's move on. Anyway, I think they're going to take Darnold, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, I think anyway. they probably would as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. F. Josh Rosen, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't take him just that, you know, whatever. Someone else can deal with that. I prefer Darnold, so. Yeah, Giants can take him just like did Eli Apple. Yes. Yeah, that's going really well. Everyone <laughs> we'll move loves on to him, Eli yeah. Apple in a minute. <laughs> Let's go first to Carolina, uh-huh. the team that showed what a quarterback can do. Absolutely. Uh, they He's played... winning me over as well, and it's really annoying Ooh, me. Yeah? Oh, he is. Why is that? I don't know. I what did he do this week then that won you over? Uh, I saw a sun dance and I think I thought it was cute. <laughs> Carolina played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers NFC South uh, divisional matchup and the Carolina Panthers won 22 points to 19. This was a tight game. But not even Jesus could get Tampa over the line against the Panthers this week. <laughs> that was Jesus Wilson, by the way, who did one catch for 18 yards and a touchdown. And uh, yeah, Jameis Winston lost three fumbles. And he was sacked six times as well in this game. Yep. Uh, that last fumble by Jameis was a bit, well, a bit too much for him to bear. He thought that he didn't fumble the ball. It was not right at the end of the game. He thought it was a bit of a home field, uh, home field call. And did you see him on the sideline? I didn't, no. Oh, he was not very happy. Was he, he was, not? He pushed a, um, one of the guys in suits out of the way as well what? at one point. I'm guessing that's someone high up in the Carolinas organisation. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, kept running back onto the field, you know. 
He wasn't even that calm at his press conference afterwards. He's <laughs> like, a competitive guy, which he I like. is. He is, but it's kind of verging into what we all know about Jameis Winston is that he needs to calm down. Yeah. There's a time and a place for that, and he just puts himself in those positions. And you want someone who's going to be a bit more cool-headed as your quarterback. Yeah. You look at the the ones who've got rings on their fingers. Do they go mouthing off that badly to the refs or no? And we could, running I'm, onto the field. I, and I'm uh, sorry, you've just allowed me to actually. I've, I've just talked up Cam Newton, but to use the example, <laughs> his press conference after the Super Bowl, him not diving in and not, you know, yeah, yeah, he, being a bit of a diva. You know, he's not got a Super Bowl, whereas he was playing against a terrible Peyton Manning. Yeah. Or aged. I don't want to say terrible because <laughs> that's really disrespectful to one of the best players that's um, ever played the position. But, mm. uh, you know, an old Peyton Manning. Yeah, senior. Senior. <laughs> yeah. Citizen senior. Real senior. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. You look at the, the quarterbacks that win it, it tends to be the ones that are a bit more level-headed. You're absolutely right. And I can understand why they were a little bit annoyed, Tampa, because they had over 130 more offensive yards than Carolina, mm-hmm. but 12 penalties for them cost them 72 yards on the field. It's just, when you're doing that, when you're intercepted, you know, you're sacked, it's not going to help anything. No, I totally agree with that. And surprisingly, he was incredibly accurate, to be fair, despite the uh, the, well, the constant fumbling. pressure he was on. Yeah. Lander. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he did re- yeah. 107 yards for Mike Mike Evans. 98 yards for Chris Godwin. Yep. They, they put, had some fun against that Carolina defense. They did, and he was lobbing it up, to be fair. He was putting in, you know, he was giving it a good go, Winston, but they just threw the game away, didn't they? Yeah. Fortunately. Yeah. Panthers. And uh, what a play by Cam Newton at the end of the game. Yeah, that's what happens, isn't it? You know, the, the good quarterbacks come back on that final drive and, and mm-hmm. actually get the... Because he fumbled it as well at the start of the play. Had to pick it up and then ran it into the end zone himself. Yes, I saw. It was fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely yeah. brilliant. That's it was actually difference. the play before as well was something that um, only the real elite quarterbacks do, which is get teams to go offside when they know that they want oh, yeah, you to go offside. Play, yeah. like, pe- like Brady did in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, do not get caught offside. <laughs> Belichick going, just catch my side. Is it Chris Baker, wasn't it, yeah, this yeah. time? Just uh, just jumped the route. Yeah, so that was impressive from Cam Newton. Especially as uh, Tampa had such a good first half. They held Carolina to seven yards in the first quarter, and they'd only scored 78 yards in offense by the end of the first half. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you've got to be winning those games. That's the fewest in Cam's career as well. Yeah, you've got to be winning them those games then. Yep. If you're a team as talented as Tampa are now. Mm-hmm. That's it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers are still... Well, we're going to talk about the playoffs after that we've done through the games, but... They've got quite a few possibilities. They could even finish second in the uh, in the playoff race. Okay. They could get the number two seed. Okay. Who are they competing with? Well, what? For the number two seed. We've got the Saints and... Oh, damn it. You can make me scope down. Uh, it's the Vikings, the Rams, the Saints. Okay. A two, three, and four at the moment. Yeah, they've got a chance, though. They have got a chance. It needs other things to go their way, obviously, but... Uh, yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I am saying there's a chance. Let's move on then to the New York Jets, who had the LA Chargers in town. They did, yeah. LA still dreaming of a playoff a playoff run. And the Chargers won 14 points to 7. Big win. Big, big win. 290 yards passing for Phil Rivers. One touchdown, no interceptions. Bryce Petty, 119 yards, one interception. Um, he did seem to injure his hand early in the first quarter, but played through it. So I don't know if we should give him props for that. But uh, I don't know anyone but Hackenberg by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> Second round pick, mate. You got to play him. <laughs> Chargers had eighty yards worth of penalties on this game. 
Yeah, we, yeah we're giving him a chance for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melvin Gordon, 128 scrimmage yards and one rushing touchdown. Good game for him, but a better game for Bilal Powell. 145 yards and uh, a rushing touchdown. Yeah, he's he running great. over you. Yeah, we get run over by everyone. Yes. We've got no linebackers. <laughs> We've got a really good defensive line mm-hmm. or pass rush. We're not fantastic against the run yet. Bosa's probably our only good player, player against the run. Yeah. So they just run away from him every time. And then linebackers are good, but not great. We're, you look at the teams that are stout against the run. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans got some good linebackers. Yeah. Got a really good front all the way across the board, not just one player. Panthers. Joke at linebacker. Yeah. We don't have that luxury. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, we do get run over by everyone, including Balalpal. What you do have, though, is Antonio Gates. The uh, ageless wonder. We do. And uh, another touchdown for the boy. Yeah, he's killing the game at the moment. And he went back-to-back on that series as well. Deep, really important conversion. Mm-hmm. Moved the chains. And then, uh, and then yeah, decides he's just going to run a cheeky little route at the back of the end zone. Because why not? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, big win for us, really. Um, it's kind of a thing. I'm, I'm kind of at that disappointed thing where at one point I thought we were going to make the playoffs for the first time in ages, and I was quite excited. You still um, might. Yeah, we still might. But still might. We, there's a chance. I'll tell you later. If we don't, we've reverted back to exactly what I hated about the Chargers. <laughs> oh, well, we're just so middle of the road. It's all right. You get to torture them at the end we of the We've got season. so many pro bowlers as well, though. Yeah, he's done okay. What? We've got some good players. We'd need to be better than this. <laughs> Keenan Allen got you an interception in this game. Yeah, no, Keenan Allen is a boss. <laughs> Keenan Allen is a boss. He should go to the Pro Bowl at safety just to really annoy <laughs> oh, Harrison Smith. Oh, that would really burn him. <laughs> that would burn him, something. something. Yeah, big win for us. Um, Jets have been tough to beat this year, and uh, I was impressed with that win. Squeaked it. Yeah. Let's move on. Yep. Let's move on mm-hmm. to the Kansas City Chiefs. Are oh. they white hot again? Uh, they had Miami Dolphins over for uh, for a game. And the Kansas City Chiefs won 29 points to 13. Yep. Kareem Hunt, 106 scrimmage yards and one rushing touchdown. Does seem to help that uh, Andy Reid has uh, given up the offensive calling. Okay. He's handed that off over last week and uh, started running the ball again. They have. Going back to what was winning games at the start of the season. Yeah, which he never used to do whenever he played anyone. He had Westbrook. LeSean McCoy <laughs> he never ran the football well he wasn't running it in the middle of the season he was getting too tricky with it mm-hmm. you could see the stats for Kareem Hunt were going down and down and down they were they finally were. they found the keys again yeah which is games. which is give the ball to Kelsey Hill and Hunt and then don't do anything else exactly <laughs> do not do anything hey if it ain't broke if it ain't broke King yeah play some good defence <laughs> yeah Miami were 0 of 8 on third down conversions that's and terrible. 0 of 2 on 4th down conversions. Oh my god. <laughs> there were lost fumbles for Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry. Um, Marcus Peters recovered one of those and forced the other. So another good game for Marcus Peters. He's a turnover machine. He was not suspended this week. That's 4 in three, 2 games I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Turnovers. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah he's crazy. Yes. I just wish he didn't get burnt. Because if he <laughs> didn't get burnt on like and also wasn't a bit, a bit of an idiot. Mm-hmm. If he was a bit more humble, if he was like Revis was back in the day, Ooh. didn't get torched on the deep plays occasionally, mm-hmm. and because um, he doesn't, it doesn't. It's not often. I want to make that clear. 
but he does get burnt. He is sometimes a liability. Every so often. And he then just does stupid stuff. More often than not, flags. he's not a liability. More yeah, often than not, he will win you the game. Yeah, no, yeah. But if he didn't do that and then didn't throw flags at fans, <laughs> he would be in the conversation for the best, not n- not only corner, best defensive player in the league. And unfortunately, he does get burnt yeah. and he does throw flags at fans. <laughs> he does. So, uh, chin he's up, Marcus. Idiot, good, good, good game, though. I like him being in the league, though. I think he's he's just the right side of silly. Yeah, to, uh, he's like he's like non-aggressive he's Akeem Tlaib. Silly, yeah. <laughs> he's that's, harmless oh, Akeem Tlaib. That's a yes. That is a great analogy, though. Yeah, there you go. That, that just one. came to me. Um, yeah, good game though for Jakeem Grant on the other side. 107 yards and a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. So and 109 yards for Tyreek Hill. 47 yards and a touchdown for Travis Kelsey. The big news, of course, King, is that because the Chiefs are in the playoffs. Yeah. <sighs> you know what's coming. You know what's coming? What? Mahomes! Mahomes isn't playing. He is. When, next week? Yep. Oh. I thought you meant in the playoffs. I thought you meant in the playoffs. Well, after he scores five touchdowns next week. Oh, come off it. He's not playing the playoffs. There'll be a QB controversy after he's gone uh, 150 QB rating. If this happens twice to Alex Smith, (laughs) where a player plays the last game before the playoffs. (laughs) Oh my God, that'd be so funny. That'd be the biggest of all burns. It would be. But how can you keep him out? If Mahomes comes in and, and does wizardy things, there's going to be calls to keep him in. I can't. I couldn't deal with him if he if they get to the Super Bowl because there's so much media coverage and he sounds so much like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. I'd have to not watch any of the pre-game stuff. It's not that bad. It is that bad. It, okay, it is that bad. But still, <laughs> still, I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see. He's he's yeah, Aaron Rodgers' arm in a rookie it's pretty pretty cool to be fair let's carry on then mm-hmm. let's go to one of the big games of the week that was the Atlanta Falcons against the New Orleans Saints I think I'm doing pretty well on picks this week you did pretty well yeah so did Nicole so the Atlanta Falcons lost this game 23 points to 13 yeah in a game they really needed to win um, they still can get into playoffs but uh, it's going to be an interesting final week for them yeah. So you've got to look at, obviously, the two biggest hitters for the Saints are Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Ingram did 66 yards scrimmage and one rushing touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 90 yards scrimmage. But then, of course, Ted Ginn Jr. steps in, 90 yards, and the receiving touchdown as well. No, no. Still in the limelight. Not really. I think the, the highlight, actually, I think <laughs> offensively for them was Thomas. A couple of real key catches. Yes. In traffic. Over the shoulder. He was... Um, he was an unsung hero because he doesn't have top yardage stats he doesn't have any touchdowns no but he was um, he was their best offensive weapon or at least the most important in this game I was going to say it wasn't the highlight uh, Marshall Norton's butt pick yeah well the highlight of the game was that yeah. <laughs> the highlight on, of the Saints offence wasn't Marshall Norton's no, butt pick no of the no. offence but the highlight of the game for the Saints was probably the butt pick okay by Lattimore Everything's just going right for that boy. Are you talking about the in- butt interception or yeah. the, the pick of his he butt he it. sent you before the game? <laughs> I'm not that lucky. <laughs> you sh- okay. The butt pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Two sacks as well for Cameron Jordan. He is brilliant. One and a half for George Johnson. Yeah. The uh, sixth year defensive end from Rutgers. Yeah. Rutgers. And Latmore, despite having an interception and stopping Jones on the one yard line. Mm hmm got absolutely torched by Jones this week. Yeah. <laughs> but well, but well, he's had such a good season. 
and everyone gets torched by Jones. Yeah, 149 yards for Julio Jones, but no touchdowns is the important thing. Stopped him on the one. That was a great play. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good play. Um, but like um, but this was, Hopkins, you can slow him down, but you can't stop him completely. You're never going to stop him. No. You're never going to stop him. Not the Terminator. No. Yeah. And Dion Jones with the interception again for Atlanta. So that's mm-hmm. a good one for him. Indeed. Um, other than that, the Falcons really didn't help themselves. 10 penalties for 91 yards in this game. Yeah. And they, do you know what? They nearly had a key play when Vic Beasley, I think it was a strip, or was it a batted pass? One of them. Either a strip sack or a batted pass. The ball ended up in the air and he just put his hands up because he couldn't look up. Because mm-hmm. the lights, I think. And he uh, right. couldn't see anything. So he just put his hands up and it missed them by about a foot. But that would have been a defensive touchdown. So that would, that, you know, to use your phrase earlier with the uh, the Bills, mm-hmm. that probably would have changed the game. Changed you know? the game. Yeah. You know, but this there was a close game. In the game. This was a close game. So. Well, it was a 10 pointer in the end. Um, and also, Breeze became the third quarterback ever, King, to break the 70,000 passing yard mark. It's pretty impressive. Name the other two. 70. Over 70,000 yards. So they've got to be in the game a long time. Brett Favre? Yep. 70,000. Peyton? Yep. <laughs> that. Yeah, so you're done. Ah! <laughs> Called it. Celebrating like that. Okay, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> I should have said Dan Marino because I'd never yeah. say him. <laughs> he just wasn't there long enough. Uh, let's go on to Detroit against Cincinnati. Okay. I'm happy about this game. The Detroit Lions were vying for the playoffs. They were. They should have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals who were out, 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 out of any playoff contention. But it was the Bengals that came up with a home win. 26 points to 17 was the final score. Mm-hmm. And there are six syllables as to why this was a win for the Bengals. Giovanni Bernard? That's right. What a guess that was. <laughs> well, there's only one good player in this game. Well, hang on. AJ Green had 81 yards, catch receiver. Still. Eric Ebron had 83 yards and touchdown. But still, Giovanni Bernard had 168 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. <sighs> he was the difference. In this game, at least, he was the difference. Um, Ziggy answered with three sacks for Detroit. He had a great game. He had a great game. I also think that Bernard's very superstitious. Yeah. Mm. Who Who's the combo back to him normally? Or has been for the last Joe few Mixon. years? Joe Mixon. Oh, uh, Jeremy Hill. Yeah. So who was the combo back today? Joe Mixon. No. Mixon, I don't think, had hardly any touches today. Oh, yes, so whenever it was. <laughs> who was, who <laughs> was it? A few days ago now. Who was it? I don't know. It was Hill. Hill but, was there still? But not... But not the normal Hill. <laughs> They're just bringing in guys called Hill because he's obviously superstitious. <laughs> don't even know his surname. All I can read here is B. Hill. So you know his surname. Nah, just You Hill. don't know his first name. Don't care. Benny Hill? Hill? Hill. I think it was Benny Hill. <laughs> but anyway, I think Gio, Gio Bernard is uh, superstitious. Right. And very superstitious. <laughs> Other than that, uh, CJ Uzoma... Mm. Got a touchdown as well. Well done for CJ. And uh, Quandre Diggs had his second interception in two games. Vincent Ray got the Bengals interception. Yep. Oh, wily Vincent Ray. It was a, a tipped ball, I think, that fell into Ray's hands. Did you see the key player of the game, your favourite player? Stopped him on third down. Vontez. Vontez, perfect. And then went out with another up, injury. Stepped up. Made a massive play because he's an elite <laughs> linebacker. Mm. He's out with a, a bout of karma. That's the uh, official. 
You hate him. Let's move on. Let's move on. So Detroit blowing it once again. Yeah, chin up Detroit. Yeah, chin up. Uh, Let's go to Tennessee. Another team that are trying not to get into the playoffs. Tennessee (laughs) Titans hosted the LA Rams and the Rams came out with a 27-23 victory. DeMarco Murray, 59 scrimmage yards and the rushing touchdown. Not bad as a runner. No, not bad. But uh, there was another running back in this game. Was there? Yeah. I didn't notice him on every play ever. Yeah, I know. Todd Gurley, 276 <laughs> scrimmage yards and two receiving touchdowns. Try stopping that. MVP, I think. Did I call this about three weeks ago? You, weeks well, ago? you said, should he be the MVP, well, I think. I said no. That was me implied. You never actually said he would be the MVP. You think he's the MVP? The fact I asked that question meant I thought he might be. <laughs> well, I don't know. I still think he might be. Well, he might be. Well, so when Matt I'm Ryan was that. the MVP last year, I'm sticking with he might be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who will be this year. I think no. he's got as good a chance as anyone, which is the same yeah. for every player. <laughs> I think he's got obviously he's hitting it just at the right time. Who as else? Well. Who else is in the conversation? Do you think this is a podcast of tangents, and I'm liking yeah, it. I don't like this question because I just don't know. La- I don't know. Le'Veon, maybe. Yeah, I think he's just gone over Le'Veon's. Uh, Scrimmage yardage. So Gurley, Le'Veon. We've got Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some good defensive players this year. You said Aaron Donald. Aaron was, Donald, uh, I think. I. I. Yeah, maybe. Or Harrison Smith. Defensive player in the year. Defensive player. Of the year. It could be could be Harrison Smith, defensive player of the year as well. Yeah. That would be hilarious if he's not a Pro Bowl. <laughs> anyway, Jared Goff over yes. 300 yards, four touchdowns. No interceptions. No interceptions. Cooper Cup, though. Mm-hmm. Mike Mayock, you beauty. <laughs> you think he called it right, do you? Said it was his favourite player in the draft. Yeah. Cooper well, it's Cup. definitely Jared Goff's favourite player in the draft. Yep. Loves that man. He's amazing. He is He is actually amazing, though. Six catches for 91 yards. But uh, no touchdowns, unfortunately. Oh, sorry. Yes, there was. It was four for four. 65. I was looking at Corey Davis, so I was looking at the wrong person. All right, well, don't look at him. Another rookie <laughs> Hey, receiver. Corey Davis, not one yards. <laughs> Eric Decker, 73 yards. Cooper Cup, 65 yards and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins, 30 yards and a touchdown. And what a touchdown it was, though. Sorry, yes. can you not brush over Cooper Cup's oh, touchdown. Oh, sorry, let's go back to that. Both feet down, mm-hmm. while 95% of his body was out. <laughs> and survived the ground as well. That's he the did. important thing that Just we learned slid casually, over the last yeah. two weeks. That's yeah, brilliant. You really must good survive the ground. He did. Uh, so, just very quickly then, Greg Zerline was out for the rest of the season. Greg so, they brought in, yeah, so they brought in Sam Ficken. There okay. was a, a kicking contest and he won out of like 12 other people. Okay. But, of course, they didn't try and use him for the first extra point, <laughs> first field goal. They went for it on fourth down. Didn't get it. So, then they scored a touchdown. He missed his first extra point. Oh, no. And then he missed his first field goal attempt as well. But uh, he did make good. You know, he did at least, um, you know, Score a couple of field goals after that, a couple of extra points. But yeah, it's just not a good start for Sam Ficken. No. Where's um where's the second round pick? Where's Roberto Aguayo these days? I know he got picked <laughs> up by the Bears, but is he still there? No. He's not anywhere now. Oh, is he retired? Yeah. I guess. Wow. He's in Belize. Where's um Is Caro Santos? That's a breaking bad reference, by the way. I don't know. You will not know. No. Is Caro Santos um still injured? No, but Kyra Santos has been picked up by... Was it the Bucks? 
Is it the Bucks or the Chargers? It might be the Chargers. Oh, I think it might be the Chargers. Someone's picked him up. Anyway, Who there's cares? some kickers out there yeah. <laughs> that won't Not miss. Not That won't miss. <laughs> no, it can't be the Chargers because you've got Josh Lambeau, haven't you? Uh, no, he plays for the Jacks. Oh, he plays for the Jacks. Jeez, this oh, is he terrible. He used to play for the Jacks. <laughs> what a terrible podcast. Can we not is- talk about kickers anymore? Right. The last thing I want to talk about then on this game, King, yep. it's not about this game, but it's about Jeff Fisher. You see the comments he made? No. He left the team in a good shape. And, uh, yeah, he's trying to take some credit for the success they're having this year. Yeah, well, he had, he he had about 40 picks for in the top the, 10. Yeah, he said it was basically his roster, his, uh, his roster that he put together. Yeah, because he was there eight years and he had yeah. a load of terrible seasons, which meant they had really high draft picks. Yeah. I could be GM and make a good team if I got top 10 picks every year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Jared Donald, the best defensive player. All right. He's obviously fishing for another job. Yeah. Oh, Jared so, Goff, that one that everyone thought was the top quarterback, suddenly became good. Yeah. All right, yeah. I he took to but a, he was crap when you were there. Yeah, a 4-12 season. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's um, he's living in a dreamland. Yeah. And, of course, then Eric Dickerson comes out and uh, says that he didn't put it in a good shape. No. But of course they've got previous anyway. Remember last season uh, they kind of banned Eric Dickerson from the stadium? Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. So what a Eric legend. Dickerson was just waiting for that to come around. Yeah, like, he was. <laughs> Can I stick this knife into Jeff Fisher? That's outrageous. This yeah. podgy uh, <laughs> mound of jello that's Jeff Fisher right now. They've um, they've got a great team. They've got a really good team. Yeah, but Jeff Fisher made it. I don't care if he made it. <laughs> he didn't make it good. <laughs> Yeah. I could chuck all the ingredients in a spag bowl together mm-hmm. and not do anything with it and it would be yeah, rubbish. Turn the cooker on. It'd be rubbish. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You actually have to make it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Jeff. We're not buying it. Yeah. You have to sorry. We're you, not buying you make it, selling. but you need to make it good. That's it. <laughs> we don't want you in the league. Stay away from our league. <laughs> I want to go on to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Francisco 49ers King. Okay. What a game. In Candlestick Park, well, what used to be Candlestick Park. Yeah. Levi Stadium now, isn't it? Levi, that's right. And the San Francisco 49ers came out of this with the win. It was 4-10 versus 10-4. San Fran won the game 44 points to 33. Yeah, that's because they got the MVP. Oh! <laughs> Jimmy G. Jimmy G for MVP. There you go. There you go. Before this game, the Jags had allowed the fewest points and the least passing yards, plus recording the most sacks out of any team in the NFL. Yeah. Do you know this is the first time ever we've had this score as well? What, 44-33? First time ever what? in league history eh? we have had a score of 44-33. How has that happened? Ha-boom. There's a stat for you. <laughs> Why do you even know that? I don't know. I heard someone say it. <laughs> <laughs> and you just believe them because they said it. Uh, it might have been Sports Centre, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. see, It's Espen. So, yeah, I do believe it. Right. Okay. Uh, so, Jimmy Garoppolo... 242 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, mm-hmm. one rushing touchdown as well. So the first drive, they uh, ran it himself. That was his first ever rushing touchdown. It was, yeah. Um, on the other side, Blake Bortles, 382 passing yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. Such a Blake Bortles stat line, yep. Yes, yes. Blake, you were doing so well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one of those interceptions was Dante Johnson. He got the pick six for San Francisco. But that was after Eric Reed scared, uh, I think it was D.D. Westbrook, into missing the pass. And it just kind of fell into Dante Johnson's hands. So that, that first one, I don't think really was Bortles' fault. No. 
that was just it was in the position where it's kind of a hospital pass I think you call it in the yeah he was reaching out then saw a guy in the corner of his hat eye and yeah, so I'm going to get smacked yeah. so that he slowed down a little bit he still got smacked though yeah yeah what was interesting though was that guy didn't get fined or banned did no. you see the full play did you watch him afterwards rather than the return back for a touchdown watch it tell me and tell me if it looks exactly like what Juju Smith-Schuster got oh, suspended stand for over? Ooh. Silent nodding's not helping on the podcast, King. Yes, I was saying. <laughs> yeah. to, to just you. Yeah, so watch that playback because he did exactly the same thing as okay. Juju Smith Schuster. Okay. So for that one, I don't think we could lay that at Blake, uh, Blake's fault. Nope. But the ones, interceptions for Kawan Williams and Akello Witherspoon, they were proper interceptions. Proper, proper, proper one. Legit Le- interceptions. <laughs> He's too legit to quit. Yeah. Anyway, um, where's Leonard Fournette gone? I know he's sem- got a touchdown. 70 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, but where's the 100 yards rushing? Like, every other off. week. No, that's scrimmage yards, man. Where, yeah. Why is he not rushing for 100 yards? Because <laughs> they start using TJ Yeldon all the time. But I don't know why they're using Yeldon so much. They obviously think they have to use Fournette sparingly. Yeah. He also doesn't catch the ball very well. Because one well, of the touchdowns... can catch it. One of the touchdowns was him completely missing the ball. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, can we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, go on. I think he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talk about a quarterback coming in and changing a team, and he clearly has done that. Yep. And then you say, well, you know, Josh Rosen can't play Cleveland because there's no one to throw to. But uh, look at who Garoppolo <laughs> is throwing to here. Carl Juszczyk had the most reception in this game. He's a fullback. Mm-hmm. He had 76 yards. Mm-hmm. George Kittle, yep. who I think was a guy on the TV from the 50s, three catches but got a touchdown, 42 yep. yards. Marquise Goodwin has been having 100-yard games since Garoppolo took over. Yep. And he didn't have this game, by the way. But Trent Taylor, 19 yards and a touchdown, three very important catches. Yep. And in the sound effects stuff, he's talking to Trent about how quick Trent is across the middle. So he obviously trusts these guys, and he's built up a rapport with people that... Yeah, might not get into most other teams in the league. Who um, who does that sound like? What quarterback do we know that doesn't <laughs> care who he throws to? Mm-hmm. Gets a sort of random assortment of either rejects from other teams or div, div two college players. Yeah, or quarterback college players, but just seems to make them into superstars. Yeah, does that sound his, like anyone? Puts his arm around him and say, you know, you're my guy, and let's go and get it done. Yeah, who does that sound like? I don't know. Can't okay. think of anyone. Can't think of anyone, no. King. No, but no. I think that probably has helped him actually playing. Was it three years or four years he spent in yeah. New England? It sounds oddly like Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I like him. I like his leadership. I like the fact that his his record is a joke if you include New England. Was he two and zero there? Yeah, yeah, two and zero there. Yeah, and now he's what four and zero? Four and zero here. So he's six and zero. Yeah, and he's joined a team that had won. <laughs> No games. Yes. Yeah. And and again, that one minute he spent against the Seahawks, he scored a touchdown in the last minute of the game, didn't he? Oh. The week before he started. Anyway, and also there were there were it was cut. That was. Uh, I've got to hold my hands up here because I've been a massive supporter of Jimmy G since he came over to San Francisco. Yeah. And I picked him up in my fantasy team as well. Okay. I did not play Jimmy G this week in my fantasy game. Yeah. Because he was up against that Jags defense, and I want to apologise right now to Jimmy G for doing that because he, he, he carved them he was 10 of 15 on third down conversions yep 
10 of 15, King? That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Most teams get half of their third down conversions. Do you know what that sounds like? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it helped as well for the the Jags. They kind of unwound themselves quite early on in this game. Aaron Colvin and Malik Jackson were fighting on the sideline in the first half. Yeah, there were so many stupid panics from the Jags. Yeah. So many, especially especially in the fourth quarter as well. They need to... uh, they need to stop doing that because that's complete rubbish. Yeah. The other problem for them is that Cam Robinson, their left tackle, went out with an abdominal strain in the first half, did not return. And, of course, the Jags have got into the playoffs. So uh, they need him back and healthy uh, because they most likely got the number three seed. Yeah, he's a first-round tackle, Alabama. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a big boy. Mm. Super let's, big boy. Let's move on then, shall we? Because we've still got games to go. Okay. And my voice is running out by the sounds of it. All right. <clears throat> Arizona Cardinals, this should be quick. Arizona Cardinals against New York Giants. I, I literally am going to say two words to you. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> That'll do. 119 yards and the touchdown for old Larry. And he threw a pass as well that was completed for the first time. Yeah, willed career. out. <laughs> Zipped it in there. Yeah. I reckon he's the best quarterback. <laughs> he could well I be. actually well, think they, they well. played Drew Stanton again. I'm not even joking. I genuinely think Fitz is the best quarterback. Yeah, a bit harsh on Blaine Gabbert, isn't it? Huh? bit harsh on Blaine yeah I think so Blaine's played alright yeah Blaine's Blaine's played alright and he's well, been they, they him. in there Stanton's been there for about 40 years he has yeah so he knows the offense Blaine doesn't but so. he's terrible he's terrible uh, he still managed to throw two touchdowns one to Fitzgerald one to John Brown uh, the closest the Giants came was a 33 yard field goal miss by Aldrich Rojas well done uh, New York there Eli Manning lost one of two fumbles that was returned for a touchdown by Robert Kandichi. Mm-hmm. Well done, Kandichi. Nice of you to turn up after two years. <laughs> he had one tackle last year yeah. in his rookie year. He was a first-round pick. He was. One tackle, Jim. I know. For a defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. In your rookie <laughs> <are> season. You <laughs> one tackle, Jim. Which game was that? I don't even know or care. He had one tackle. <laughs> what, the whole season? He now has <laughs> a touchdown. Hey. Well, exactly. That's what they're paying for. Yeah. Um, Eli Manning threw two interceptions to Antoine Bethea. But of course, Drew Stanton was not to be denied that stat. So he threw two to Ross Cockrell, ex-Steeler cornerback. Uh, on third down conversions, New York was one of 14. On fourth down conversions, New York was one of four <laughs> conversions. Yeah, they're a stinker. Yeah. Do we need to talk about Eli Apple? Oh, 100. Yeah, we will do. But just very, very quickly, there were 101 penalty yards for the New York Giants in this game. All right, so that was their, t- that was their best step. That was, yeah, they were really good in that one. <laughs> um, the last time I was in a shout-out a team was a 17-0 win over the Giants, of all people, oh. in 1992. So, uh, there we go. another Christmas present for them. Yeah, let's talk about Eli Apple then. Landon Collins was on the radio the other day yep. and called Eli Apple a cancer. Oh. I mean, there are certain adjectives you can give to players, but a cancer? That's not a nice one. That's worse than what Donovan McNabb said about Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. What was it? One man can't make a team, but he can break one. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> this is a whole new league. Of... straight up dissing the dude. Yeah, you're going to put James Harrison later, but no one's called him a cancer. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Eli Apple, though. What? What have you done in a year? You were yeah. a rookie last year. Yeah. He's been suspended for this weekend's games uh, after refusing to compete with the scout team. Oh, God. What's hilarious is he started ahead of Marshawn Lattimore... Last uh, two years ago for Ohio State, yeah, a cornerback. Well, yeah, he was, <laughs> <laughs> and he was talked about as one of the 
potentially the best corner in that class as well that came I, out. Vernon Hargreaves was. I taken. never liked him. No, I, I said you. to you at the time, I never liked him. Yeah, I know. Yep, be on a podcast somewhere. Um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey came out that draft, didn't he? I think Jalen Ramsey's out, the dude. Artie Burns was that draft. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Eli Apple has been the worst type of player to be picked. This why, is, so what, what's what's happened then behind the scenes? Do we know why he's been labelled a cancer? Because I don't actually know anything it's, about it's the backstory. It's not just this one time. It's all through the season. He has been um, difficult. He hasn't been showing up. They they shut him down through the middle of the season. I think he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't playing the, the whole first few weeks. Then he played a couple of weeks. Then got shut down again. Played two weeks ago, and then they've shut him down again. So he obviously is not. He has not got his head on straight. No, they need to send. There needs to be more. I actually, I'm all about the players having, you know, um, security and stuff. But in mm-hmm. instances like this, where it's not. It's their own choosing and their own misbehaviour and, you know, just lack of respect towards the organisation and, yeah. and motivation. Um, I think that the team should be able to suspend, suspend them without pay. It's, it's been a tough year for the Giants, obviously. Mm-hmm. They were hoping to be playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. But this is the worst kind of person to have in your organisation, someone who doesn't believe they have to try, um, obviously has got a chip on his shoulder and um, is refusing to help out. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This we need them to dig in, not uh, not bail out. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, it's good when uh, players that aren't as good as they think they are think they're better than they are. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, isn't it? Uh, right. So three games left. Mm-hmm. First up, the Dallas Cowboys at home to the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seahawks bounce back from their uh, devastating game last week to win twenty-one points to twelve. Yep. Despite Ezekiel Elliott coming back, there was no fairy tale return for him. It was uh, well, he didn't have a bad game. But uh, wasn't enough to get the win, clearly. Prescott's fourth pick six of the season. Last year, Dak Prescott only threw four interceptions. Yep. He's now thrown four, four pick sixes this year. And that was his 13th interception of the season. Yeah, well, you know, he's not perfect. He's still only a second-year quarterback. Who yeah, was taking the fourth round. not perfect. The Seattle defense giving up penalties. They are bad for that. 142 yards of yep. penalties were given up by the Seahawks. Dallas only gave up 75, which is tiny in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you look at most of the stats in this game, you'd struggle to think that the, uh, the Cowboys hadn't won this game. Yeah, but they threw stupid interceptions. They did. And, and then Des and Bryant, Des Bryant had the worst game I've ever seen him have. Yeah. What is he doing putting the ball in one hand round by his waist... Trying to go through Brian Maxwell, who literally just punched the ball, didn't even try and tackle him. Well, Des Bryant's been picking up checks that his uh, body ain't cashing for a while now. For about two seasons. We're going to talk about Des in a minute. I just wanted to quickly go through the stats on the game then. So, Doug Baldwin got a touchdown. Jimmy G got a touchdown. Yeah, he's the most... What is he? The most targeted red zone player. There's a reason for that. He's <laughs> massive. Yeah, he's massive. He and mass- he catches it. He's massive. <laughs> He boxes people out and catches yeah. the ball. Yep. Uh, Justin Coleman got a defensive touchdown and interception. Also, KJ Wright got a really good touchdown. Uh, sorry, interception. He did, yes. Yes. Very important one. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, they threw the game but, away. The, the, that was there for the Cowboys to win. Yeah. They actually had a really strong game. Russell Wilson had 93 passing yards in this game. Yeah, and he was under duress the whole time. Your main man, Taco Charlton, got himself his, I think oh. it was his third sack of the year, fourth mm-hmm. sack maybe. Yeah, about that. Um, 
and obviously Lawrence made a really good play on on Russell as well. Yes. Um, yeah, he was um, he was running for his life the whole game. So the the Cowboys cannot play a better either. game and lose. He only ran twenty nine yards as well. Dak Prescott did twenty one yards, so yep. it wasn't as if he was making up for it on the ground. No, it's just Des Bryant giving the ball away twice. <laughs> yeah, and Dan Bailey missed two field goals as well. Yeah, not like him. One was a thirty four yarder. He'd been out a couple of weeks suddenly with a groin. He has three. been injured. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's he is. I think if not the best, one of the top three kickers in the game. So I, I wouldn't necessarily judge him. Oh no, him I do like Dan Bailey. The first game after a no, like no, sort of it's not his first game, but yeah, it's still yeah, it's not easy. No. Um, so Seattle keep their playoff hopes alive. Yep. For the last week, Cowboys don't. This was a win and, and stay alive. So this was they were done after this. So game. They're doneers now, are they? They're doneers. They're no longer a chance of of getting into the NFC Shin playoffs. Shut up. Um, so let's talk about Des Bryant then. So he had three of six catches mm-hmm. uh, on attempts for forty-four yards. He dropped his first throw of the game. Yep. Uh, it was arguing with Miles Austin, who's now a staff member for the Cowboys. Yep. Former receiver for them. Yep. He's now tied for the fifth highest wide receiver salary at fourteen million. Okay, but the twenty-nine-year-old's last one thousand-yard season was in two thousand fourteen. Yep. So actually, he's ranked thirty-first among wide receivers in two thousand sixteen, and sixty-seventh this year in wide receivers, but yeah. he's getting paid top five receiver money. He's set to make twelve and a half million next year, but none of that's guaranteed. So the Cowboys will actually save eight and a half million in dead cap space if he's released prior to the first of June. Mm. Tempting, isn't it? Is yeah. there a reason to keep Des Bryant around? Uh, no. Not if you ask me. <laughs> I'm quite ruthless. Because they and asked I've him. also never been a GM, so I can afford to be. Yeah. Well, they asked him as well today, would you consider taking a pay cut? And mm-hmm. he said no. Of course he wouldn't. <laughs> no. But, you know, some players do. Some, well, he can take a pay cut. If, pay cuts. So if he's got 12 million next year, formally in cap hit, it means he's owed four of that. Eight million. Eight. No. It's an eight million cap hit. Yeah. So he's owed four million. Yeah. So he can take a pay cut in this next place because he's been cut and they still have to pay him X amount of whatever the upfront is for that season but I'd get rid of him because he has been not very good the last he couple of years he just hasn't been good enough he's either dropping the ball or he's injured so yeah. I can't be dealing with that no. and do you know who I compare him to that had some issue actually wasn't dropping the ball but kept being injured is Keenan Allen right. what did Keenan Allen do he took a chop shot um Extension pay as you play, kind of. Essentially, he's. I think Allen's being paid like twenty fifth or something. Mm-hmm. Stu- I, you know, I'm not quite. Don't quote me on that. But he I, he <laughs> took a massively for the kind of stats that Allen puts up when he plays. He took a massive. We we got a, a steal, and he got long term financial security. Yeah, and it worked for both. You know, both teams, and I think Des Bryant's in that in that position. He needs to go from twelve to maybe eight. He's still a good player. But eight, if you went down to eight million, he's he's been saying that he's been injured, but he's never been on the um, injury lists. No, but and didn't he also go bankrupt, and that's why he had to sign a massive contract well, last time? I don't know. He wants to speak to Jerry about this. Yeah, not a I'd, great game. I'd get rid of him. Not a great game, but the Seattle Seahawks do get the win. Yeah, and so their playoff hopes are well, one more week alive. Jim, I don't want you to brush over the fact you had some excellent stats to sort of try and lead me towards something that I already wanted to say anyway <laughs> but I didn't know you had those stats no so I just wanted to put some padding on that don't know. brush over the fact that you've obviously put some research in I have and uh, yeah mate do. that's um, what was it 72nd did you say 
67th. 67th. Wow. Top five. In overall, rank, overall ranking of receivers, yeah. he's 67th in the league. Yeah. Not good enough. No. Two more games to go. Uh-huh. Two more games. Mm-hmm. The first one is the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Houston Texans. And uh, Pittsburgh have cons- um, confirmed a first round bye. So they get over the one or the two seed. They won 34 points to six. Okay. Big Ben, 226 uh, passing yards, two, intercept- two touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm jumping ahead of myself now. Mm-hmm. TJ Yates, 83 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, six sacks. <laughs> a QB rating of two. And then uh, Taylor Heineke had a, a throw, completed for 10 yards. Uh, and six uh, and a, yeah one sack he got a quarterback rating of 1.2 so uh, it was nice to see Tyler Taylor Heineke sorry yep I'm doing really well at the moment you did super well Taylor Heineke <laughs> who was a backup for the Vikings at the start of the season uh, was moved across to um, to Houston after Deshaun Watson's injury okay to be a third stringer yep don't know what yeah. I'm just saying. You absolutely demolished. I don't them. know what to say about this game, really, apart from the fact that we just absolutely destroyed them. Yeah, you did. Uh, Juju got 75 yards and the touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins 65 yards and the most ridiculous touchdown you're going to see in a long time. Tipping he, it to himself. He is so much better than I keep thinking he is. Yeah. I always say so underrated. T- I say top five though, and this is what I mean by underrated. Mm-hmm. I think he's a top five receiver. Yeah. I think he's probably top three. Like he's that good. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not giving him. I'm doing him a disservice by saying top five. Yeah, he's in the conversation with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Jones and Beckham when he's fit. So there's four. Yeah. There's four that are real elite guys. Mm-hmm. But then we see Larry Fitzgerald and Fitz. I think's also top five but, still. What about Doug Baldwin? Nah, six. <sighs> All right. Just keep saying them. I'll put them in. I'll keep the stack <laughs> up. But I think those four are the four guys that are the best in the league. Do you know the one? I like him, but I don't think he's in that in no. that class. Okay. Uh, Justin Hunter got a touchdown as well. Good for old Justin. And even Ruzy Nix, our fullback, got a touchdown. Yep. I'm liking Juju on that beat. He's. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, he's three sacks for Mike, for Mike Hilton, our cornerback, slot corner. Oh, yeah. Yates. Two for Cam Hayward, a forced fumble for him as well. Oh. He's not going to the Pro Bowl either. I probably shouldn't. I don't to think. Be fair. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> One he's for Stefan to it. He's a, only a probably... sack for uh, Sean Spence. I don't like it when teams that are like t- the top teams in the league and their best defensive player doesn't go to the Pro Bowl. It won't make any difference if we get through the Super Bowl because they can't go anyway. No. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Artie Burns got an interception of TJ Yates in the end zone, which just really hurt Houston. Yep. Uh, as a result, um, Houston were three for 12 on third down conversions, one of two on red zone trips, and they gave up 80 yards in penalties. It's a shame because they were smashing everyone at the start of the season. Yeah. So let's talk about James Harrison then, shall we? Yeah, you need to tell me what's going on because I just saw the interview with Marquis Pouncey and uh, Bud Dupree. Well, there were rumours about a week ago that uh, he was going to get released. Or they were just very quickly from he's going to get released to he's been released. Uh, And then they were talking, well, maybe... Well, they released him. They freed up some space to uh, reassign some of our offensive linemen that are coming back from injury. And the, the the fact is that James Harrison hasn't played that much this season. He's no. played about 40 snaps, I think. Yep. Uh, and for a pass rusher, that's a really small amount. It is. So, yeah. So he got he went out. We thought maybe we'd re-sign him because obviously he's getting to the end of his career now. And we talked about him being retiring as a stealer. Mm-hmm. So 
that was one of the rumours that, yeah, it's going to be the weekend and then he'll get picked up again. But of course, the Patriots came in and uh, he's been signed for a one-year deal. Now, obviously, James Harrison is a bit of a legend, okay? He's got two Super Bowl rings with us. He is a legend. Five, got a bit of one. As far as I'm concerned, he is, all right? Two Super Bowl rings, five Pro Bowls, the 2008 Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Oh, you forget he won that. Yeah, but oh, he did. Amazing. The year we won the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Um, just a bit of background on James Harrison then, okay? Because obviously there have been a lot of people coming out and saying he's a traitor and that kind of stuff. But maybe a lot of people don't know the backstory of James Harrison and uh, the fact that he wasn't actually drafted. He went through the draft, uh, not picked up. Mm -hmm. He was picked up by the Steelers, undrafted, um, into their practice squad, but he was on and off that squad for two years. Um, So we released him three times during that two-year stint. Mm -hmm. So he was released from us three times before that. Then he tried out with the Ravens, and the Baltimore Ravens told him to go to NFL Europe where he went and played a few games, but he couldn't really get the hang of it. Um, so at that point, he was talking about maybe uh, retiring from the game. And it was only because there was an injury to Clark Hagens in the 04 training camp for the Steelers that we asked him back. Um, again, he only played in fits and starts for a couple of years, and it was only in 2007 when the Steelers didn't re-sign Joey Porter mm-hmm. that they then promoted Harrison uh, to a starting position on the squad so and then he wins defensive player of the year the next year the next year he goes on and has his <laughs> but that's his his prime year you know he had in that year the reason he got defensive player of the year King he had 7 forced fumbles and 16 sacks that's in that impressive. season and it was the 101 yard pick 6 in the Super Bowl <laughs> didn't hurt either no I'm sure um, in, into his legend status but of course since that time that's a long time ago now for, to have your peak year yeah He's played for the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Well, you Let's got rid of him because so you we, thought he was done So we then. released him again. So we released him for... That's a fourth time we released him. Went to the Bengals. And then he played two years there. We re-signed him. And now we've cut him again. So we have cut him six times, I think, in, in total in his career. That's ridiculous. Um, so to say that, you know, he can't... He can go anywhere he likes. It's up to him. Of course, the inference from Marquis Pouncey and Bud Dupree was that he engineered this move to New England. That's the that's the real thing. And now they come out and say that actually, although James Harrison might have been in the weight room every day and being doing these crazy weights, he really wasn't getting involved in the team training stuff. He didn't do anything to help out in terms of technique. So he wasn't teaching the young young uh, pass rushers how to, to actually play the position. Yeah, which I think it was the reason for them bringing him back. Because he actually had a yeah. really good really good stint with the Bengals and, and showed he still had some in the locker. Yeah. First season back with you guys, I think, had maybe nine, ten sacks. He still yeah. did well. Yeah, he um, had a good season last year. Yeah, and um, you, I kind of thought you you bring someone like that in to learn from. Yeah, and clearly he wasn't doing that. No. Because they've all come out and said, look, we wanted him to sit down with us and, and mm. we asked him, but he was, wasn't interested. So, so, so what you're saying is he's you- a dysfunctional ageing player who's still got something in the locker. <laughs> I don't know if he has got what something is, in the locker what does that sound like what kind of team does signs those kind of players <laughs> and, and gets the best out of them we'll see for like six months we'll see there might be he might just be done he might he be he might be absolutely done the reason that you know he wasn't getting the reps for a reason you know no and so we've made a call on it we're, we're only going to find out after the season whether that was a good or a bad thing yeah it's also the fact that the Steelers are the biggest threat to the Patriots at the moment yeah so, of course, then people are saying that 
Belichick's picked him up for the playbook. So what? He won't know the playbook. He really won't. Why know. won't he know the playbook? He won't, You're what's an he idiot. Know? He'll have what an they... iPad with the playbook on it. No. I know we've had to given it back, but you'll have to have given it back. But he will know the playbook. Hundred <laughs> percent, he'll know the playbook. Well, we'll see. We'll see how how much help it actually gives him or not. I don't know. I, yeah, I doubt a lot. From a playing standpoint, I think psychologically it might cause some issues. If anything, it's, it's fired up the Steelers by the sounds of it. They're pissed at this, you know. Yeah, I just think I just the know. way I think that the players are annoyed at the way it's being perceived in the media, and some fans have been like, "Oh, he's a legend. How can you let him go?" And now they're saying, well, "Actually, you don't know that he was trying to get this move, and it wasn't as if we wanted to. We didn't want to." Keep Did he know him. he was going to go to the Patriots? Though is that what they're trying it to? Sounds say like it? they're trying to say he wanted to go to the Patriots. Well, and so does everyone who wants to win a Super Bowl at the end of their career. <laughs> Win it with us. That's not new. Win it with the Steelers. That's not new, is it? Everyone does that. But you've you've swapped one horse for another that's one of the favourites to win the race. It's you know. Yeah, but you got one team who hasn't beaten the Patriots in what six attempts. I'm not trying to annoy you. Know. I'm not trying to annoy you. But no, I, you haven't kind of beaten you haven't beaten the Patriots in six games. I don't think. No. So from his perspective, if he thinks they're the two front runners, mm. you're going to go with the hot hand. Yeah, well, but it's the I don't move, it's, the move I don't it is. it's not the same as like the Garrett Blunt or anything like that. If you that, replace, just... I think the Steel, I don't think anyone's in the wrong. Frankly, I think the Steelers are, are creating a roster spot for offensive linemen that are coming back in, which is fair enough. You've got yeah. a player who's not pl- making snaps, despite the fact he is a bit of a, a legend within that organization. Yeah. But if he's not, if he's detrimental to the team, or you need his roster spot and he's not giving you anything on the field, you're you're well within your rights to get rid of the guy. And the yeah. Patriots are absolutely within their rights to pick up a guy who they think might have some insight into their biggest threat, who's on waivers. Like it, ev- no one's done anything wrong here. And Harrison's more than welcome to go and sign a contract for a team that he thinks gives him a le- legit chance to win a Super Bowl. And two weeks ago, we we picked up Stephen Ridley, ex-Patriot running back. Yeah. So does yeah. he know their playbook? Nah. What are we going to do with this? Oh, he had an iPad. Four yards. He had an iPad King. <laughs> All right, so James Harrison shift left and shift right on the offensive line. <laughs> it's just a bit silly, really, you know. Your playbook, and... your playbook is like, give Le'Veon Bell the ball. Give him, <laughs> give him a little pillow behind the line of scrimmage. Let him wait, lie wait, down. Wait two minutes. <laughs> and then he'll just burst through. Seems to work. Well, Seems of course work. it works. You pulled a Castro and run left. Mm. 90% of the time. Everyone knows you're going to do it. Yeah, but you can't but the stop problem it. is, when you don't, you get burnt over the top because it's play action. <laughs> yeah. So no one can just play. You can't just play to one play. No, because you've got Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and... Yeah, yeah and Bryant, mate. Martavis Bryant as well. He's back. Let's move on. Anyway. Let's move on. Best one of luck, game. James Harrison. Yeah. Best and of luck. Providing you don't win the Super Bowl with these guys, then you can come back and retire as a Steeler. Well, no, if you get knocked out before you play the Patriots. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. If, if the Patriots, if the Patriots knock us out and win a Super Bowl, you ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, last game mm-hmm. wasn't a great one, so I'm going to spend long on it. It was the Philadelphia Eagles against the Oakland Raiders. That's snooze, yeah. Yeah. Well, this should have been a blowout for the Philadelphia Eagles, despite the fact they haven't got Carson Wentz. But actually, the Raiders kept him really close. This should have been a 13-10 to 10 end score, King. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, a mess about on the last play and Derek Barnett scooped it and scored a defensive touchdown yep. as to why it was 19-10 to 10 as a final score rather than 13-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, What was it? It was a Jake Elliott field goal, I think, that moved it to 13-10 to 10 with just over a minute remaining or something like that. Yep. But yeah, really, really slow, boring game. Uh, Derek Carr, 140 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's they a bit of a slump from, here, isn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, Ronald Darby and Patrick uh, Robinson got the interceptions on him mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, the interception for Mick Foles came off uh, Reggie Nelson, but that was, I think, it was a tip pass. Bounced off Hertz's hands, that's right. All right. Uh, yeah, and Jake Elliott and Giorgio Tavecchio both missed field goals. Yep. Other than that, this was a rubbish game. Yeah, Marshall Lynch nearly had 100 yards, which <laughs> it's kind of exciting for him, but, you know, shame, really. Yeah. He was so 93 elite. scrimmage and a lost fumble. JJ, mm-hmm. 73 scrimmage, a receiving touchdown and a lost fumble. Yeah, but they, so, they didn't actually, they did. They said they weren't going to give him as many touches this week, didn't they, Joey? <laughs> and the Mari Cooper um, just reappeared like a ghost 66 yards and a touchdown yeah yeah it's just odd it was just a blown coverage strange season for the Raiders because they've got all the talent in the world and they just not seem to be able to all put it together at the same time we'll be looking into all the teams that have failed um, oh. as we move into the playoffs oh okay especially the really disappointments of the season yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll be in the list. <laughs> yeah, very Spoiler high on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, Jalen Richard, 56 scrimmage yards and two lost fumbles. So no one was holding on to the ball in this game. But that's it. Uh-huh. Just wanted to mention that because Jalen Richard shouldn't go off the hook for, yeah. <laughs> for losing two fumbles. And those were the games of uh, Week 16, King. Yep. So I just want to go through the playoff picture really quickly before we go to a break. Yep, for sure. First of all, the AFC. So you've got the Patriots, then the Steelers, then the Jags, then the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fifth spot at the moment, you've got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And if they win this weekend, they're in. They're only out if they lose and the Titans and the Bills both win. Okay. okay. So the Titans are in sixth spot at the moment. If they win, they're in. If they don't, they will go out. Uh, if the Chargers or the Bills win, then the Titans are out. Okay. Okay. I've lost you, but keep going. <laughs> the fans will probably be making notes. The so. Chargers are in seventh spot. Okay. Okay. If they win and the Ravens win and the Titans lose then the Chargers are in excellent um, but the, the best that the Chargers could, could possibly get is the 6th seed which means they're playing the Jags alright uh, the other one in 8th spot is the Bills at the moment they're also 8 and 7 if they win and the Titans and Chargers lose then they're in ok ok so there are 8 teams that have still got a chance of being in the, the playoffs on the NFC side, this is really messy, even oh. though there's only seven teams. I'm going to try not to be too stupid on this one, but okay, the Eagles have got the one seed. They're locked, all right? Eagles are number one. All right, I'm with you. Done. The Vikings, they're in second spot, okay? They've got the seed unless they lose, okay, this weekend. Okay. If they lose, then a couple of teams can get the second seed. Well, actually, the, the Panthers are the most likely. Okay. Third spot is the Rams. They're the three seed with a win or a Saints loss. Fourth spot is the Saints. Mm-hmm. If they win, then they're in the fourth spot. Or if Panthers lose, they've still got the fourth spot. Okay. Fifth are the Panthers. So they could still the Panthers could still be the second, third, or fourth seed, but they're currently the fifth. Okay. So if they if they win, they're going to cause some problems. The divisional the, thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because then the Falcons are in the sixth spot, <laughs> um, and they're going to be sixth unless. They lose and the Seahawks win. If the Seahawks win and the Falcons lose, then the Seahawks take that that spot there. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> so basically the Chargers are in. If everything else, everyone else loses in the league. And they win. And they win. And if they win, their reward is to go to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's a long journey to lose that game. Mm, is it though? <laughs> 
Is it though? It is a long way, yeah. <laughs> so that's the current uh, playoff picture. Awesome. Let's that's a real a clear thing. picture. Let's take a break from that clear picture. All right. And let's come back with the picks for week 17. Cool. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week 16 recap show. Week 16 has been officially recapped. It has been. So before we do the week 17 picks, King, yeah, we need to recap your picks against Nicole the Dolphin. She's not actually a dolphin. No. She's a fan of the, of the team. Not like that octopus that was picking World Cup games. <laughs> yeah. You so won't Steve, tell me. Steve Octopus? I don't know what it was. So, it was a good week for both of you. You won't tell me, which is annoying me. I'm worried I lost. So, out of the 16 games, yeah. you got 12 correct. Okay. 12 out of 16, that's really good. Pretty good. That's, yeah. You're setting me up here. Some would say that's good. Oh, God. Nicole? Yeah. Uh, 11. 11? <gasps> in your face! Oh. No, not in your face. Congrats, though. 11 of 16. Yeah, yeah. Nicole stepped up to the well, plate. Well, I think what really did her was the fact that she bet on the Dolphins as her home team. That yeah. was one of the ones that swung against yeah, her. Yeah, because I did that as well. My team won. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you then picked the Giants who got shut out. <laughs> and uh, she picked the Packers who got shut out. So, um, yeah. That's all it came down to. Just a couple of games. Yep. So. 12 of 16. I'll take that. Yeah, did you, not bad either. Did you put a, a bet on this week and did you go with my picks or not? Um, I did put a bet on and because we all picked the Lions, yes. I didn't win that bet. Oh, annoying. <laughs> so, you didn't help me. Sorry, man. So, it's the last week of the regular season, King. It is. And for the first time, for this season, we actually introduced the challenges. Mm-hmm. It was a bit ad hoc. But it was. A lot of people have stepped up. So are you going to go against me this time? No, 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 no. All right. A lot of people have stepped up, and some of them have actually beaten you. Okay. So this week we haven't actually got one person challenging you. Is it the champion of champions? No, we've got five people challenging you. Oh this my weekend. god! <laughs> we've got a rumble. Oh god, this is going to be horrific to try and explain <laughs> via an audio podcast. Well, we're going to have to post up the picture of who's picked what. Okay. But uh, basically, it's uh, you know a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Where you had ghosts coming back and haunting you. Yeah. These are the people that beat you through the season. Okay. Bar Seattle Dave, I couldn't get hold of him okay. over the Christmas period. So Patriot Mark stepped up as he only lost by one against you. In oh, okay. Week. So he oh, wants some revenge. He wants another hiding, this is a, does this he? This is a chance for you to get some revenge on all the people that beat you this season. Yep. Yeah. And some people that drew. Okay. Um, for them, it's a chance to rub it in. Okay. So <laughs> I want to see what you think about these picks. Yep. And... Uh, I'll just give you a little bit of factual mm-hmm. information. So, they're all actually on Sunday, which is really good. Yep. Because... They're all the same time as well? No, it's either 6 o'clock or 9.25 okay. over here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So, let's go through the game, shall we? Mm-hmm. First up, two teams that don't care. The Green Bay Packers at Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Everyone picked the Lions <laughs> yep. for this game. Uh, in week eight, the Lions beat the Packers thirty points to seventeen. Okay, so consensus pick there, King. You'll be yep. happy to know. Yep. Next up, it's the another game that no one cares about. Mm-hmm. It's the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Mm. Colts. Okay, three people picked the Colts. Yep. And in week ten, the Colts did win this matchup twenty points to fourteen. Yep. So, okay, you're going for the home team. 
Next up, Chicago Bears yep. at Minnesota Vikings. Vikings? They need to secure them. They do. Second, is it second seed? Yeah. Everyone picked the Vikings. Yep. And uh, the Vikings won just 20 points to 17 in week five. Squeaker. Was a squeaker, so don't take it for granted. Next up. Yep. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. New York Jets. Yep. At New England Patriots. A win for the Jets will take will give the Patriots a bloody nose going into the off season. Is there one chance to really hurt someone? Patriots. <laughs> oh, King. Everyone's picked the Patriots, including Patriot Mark. 24 points to 17 was the Pats winning week six. Yep. I really want the Jets to win that game. Mm-hmm. They could do it. Yeah, but their backup callback's better than the starting quarterback for the Jets. What, Brian Hoyer? Yeah. <sighs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> you seem it deflated by me saying that. No, I just want the Jets to win. <laughs> it might be true, though, might <laughs> it? It might be true. Yeah. Oh, Brian Hoyer, better than... Oh. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Washington Redskins yep. at New York Giants. Redskins. Only one person picked the Giants. That happened to be Lou, the Giant fan. Oh, so, good Friday. Uh, the Skins won 20 points to 10 in week 12. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that was the uh, consensus pick for yep. most people. Next up, the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. at the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas Dallas mm-hmm. couldn't get it done against Seattle but uh, you're not the only one three people have picked the Cowboys out of five mm-hmm. the Eagles won this matchup 37 points to nine in week 11 yeah with but, Carson uh, Wentz with Carson Wentz you're right absolutely right and uh, was that without Zeke Elliott might be possibly sounds like it doesn't it with that scoreline but uh... okay Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers Go on. Steelers, man. <laughs> Do you know what? Everyone said the Steelers. I thought they might. <laughs> Steelers won this just 21 points to 18 in, back in week one. Mm-hmm. So, no foregone conclusion. And I don't think I was going to get rested. <laughs> Atlanta, uh, yeah. Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons. This is a huge game. Start the Sunday evening games. I think the Panthers won it. Yeah? Uh-huh. Three people said Falcons. Okay. Okay, so you've gone with the underdog team as far as the picks are concerned. The Panthers did win this game 20 points to 17 back in week nine. Yep. But you think the Panthers have got the legs to, uh, to do it, have you? Yeah, they need it to cement the old second seed. Yeah, but the Falcons need it to get into the playoffs. So? At home. Yep, I think the Panthers are a better <laughs> team. Okay. So, then the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens on a bit of a roll, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. They needed to get in as well. Uh, that Everyone picked the Ravens. The Ravens are seeking their first sweep of the Bengals. They won 20 to nothing in week one. And uh, that was their... F- that, if they do win this game on Sunday, it'll be their first sweep of the Bengals since 2012. Wow. When the uh, Ravens went on to do something at the end of that season. Can't remember what. Beat Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I tried to forget that. Next up, Buffalo Bills... At Miami Dolphins. The Bills need this win. Bills then. <laughs> Don't let me force you. Bills. I think Bills. Sean McCoy is going to be the difference. Three people picked the Bills. And the Bills won 24 points to 16 in week 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, New Orleans Saints 
at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints. Yeah, everyone said the Saints. Saints won 30 points to 10 in week 8. Then you've got Jags-Titans. Oh, what a game. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh, tough one, though. Jags? Jags? Titans. I'm going to go with Titans. Oh, are you? Titans. Go for the Titans. Mm-hmm. No one picked the Titans. Everyone's gone for the Jags. I'm going with Titans. The Titans actually won this game 37 points to 16 in week two. There you go. See, I was right to do it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're right to do it. Well, I was right to do it, though. Okay, this should be an easy one. Mm-hmm. The Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So you should just put... I'm going to pick the other team. I don't <laughs> care who it is. At Brock Osweiler's Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with the um, the Kansas this, City this Chiefs. Mi- <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you actually think this is important. The Chiefs were picked across the board. Yeah. As soon as Mahomes was uh, named the starter. Oh, come off it. <laughs> I've got a lot invested in Patrick Mahomes, so I need that to go through. You need him to be great. I need, yeah, been talking exactly, to him. yeah. This is going to be really embarrassing. If, if he's Deshaun to... Kaiser, you've had a nightmare. <laughs> Three games left, okay? Mm-hmm. First up, it's the Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Three people have picked the Chargers, and the Chargers won this 17 points to 16. Mm-hmm. Squeaker in week six. Mm-hmm. Okay, two games left. Yep. First up, it is the unbeatable San Francisco 49ers. Yep. At the LA Rams. Rams. I want to give you one more chance to make a pick on this game, mm-hmm. all right? And when you do this, bear in mind that not playing this game will be Todd Gurley. Jared Goff. Uh, the Niners. Aaron Donald. Niners. Cooper Cup. Niners. Mark Barron. Niners. Alec Ogletree. Niners. Uh, Andrew Whitworth. Roger Saffold. And Senator John Sullivan. Niners. <laughs> Niners. Everyone picked the Rams. I think before they realised that no one was going <laughs> to... Boom! <laughs> you might get a free one. That's now. a swing. I might have to ring round. And no. See no. The picks are in. <laughs> The game was not started. I always have no to you... deal with it when my picks are in. So they've got to deal with it. Picks are in. I'm choosing the Niners. Come to disrespect anyway. Thank you for the shout. Jimmy G wouldn't beat them. I just, level, level it wasn't about play. Jimmy G. It was about Todd Gurley. All right. And that line, because suddenly now he's got Whitworth and everyone else playing amazing. Yeah. Saffold's have been great this year as well. well. Saffold has been great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's... Um, They're resting it's, everyone for it's the playoffs. About Gurley. The thing is, the Rams can't move up or down. In mm-hmm. their position, so there's no point in playing. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I probably should ask you that before. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners. <laughs> Jimmy G <laughs> for MVP. They've got nothing to lose, but everything to gain on that game. So, well, if they break Jimmy G just before they offer him a hundred million extension, that could be a real issue for them. Because <laughs> they're back to numero don't uno. Do don't do that. And the last game, mm-hmm. last game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks everyone picked the Seahawks and the Seahawks won this matchup 22 points to 16 back in week 10 yep and that's it King yep I feel good about this week is that nice to have uh, five people picking against you or was it worse so who's picking so you've got Denver Dave yep you've got Lou the Giant yep Seattle Han you've got Patriot Mark and Punk Raider of course Punk Raider is Seattle Han Seattle Oakford yeah Okay, I was just checking. I thought we changed that. No, I think you just called her Oakford. All right. 
We're giving <laughs> every single day. We can give away her mobile number in a minute. And <laughs> yeah. So yeah, five different people have picked against you, and four of them beat you this season. Yeah. Sorry, no. Three of them beat you. No, two of them beat you. Two of them drew, and one lost by one. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think I'd lost that many people this year. You've lost a quite well. You lost to Seattle Dave as well, but I couldn't get hold of him. So, all right, well, three. You've lost to three, lost people, to three people all year. <laughs> Forgive We've been me. Playing all year. Forgive me. We have been. <laughs> no, no. We started this in like week five. Okay. All right. That's still good. You do. You know, you are very good, King. Don't worry. Thanks, man. Don't worry. Thanks. A lot of people you beat. Thanks, buddy. You feel better about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Beating our listeners. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's everything. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing else to say, King. Have you? No, no, I'm all good, mate. Apart from thank you very much for sticking with us on the podcast and for listening to us over Christmas as well. Hope you've had a great Christmas and you're going to have an even better new year. Um, We'll be here next week to round up the end of the regular season and to, of course, look ahead to the playoffs, all important playoffs, where everything matters. Um, And yeah, so please, if you're not subscribing already, please subscribe. Check us out on Twitter, um, no beef, please, at Jim and the King or on Instagram at Jim and the King as well. Uh, or go to jimtheking.com and check out all our stuff there. So until next week, guys, I've been Jim, that's been The King, and thank you so much for listening. 